My name is James Rowlands, and in 2015, I started the Double Knot Podcast with my friend, Dan White. And for nearly five years, we have brought you the very best of the network, but it's time for a change. Now we don't just confine ourselves to Vinnie Mac, bringing you AEW, Impact, NJPW, and all the latest from the British wrestling scene. But we will still bring you all our old favourites, including NXT, and tonight, for the very first time, it's NXT versus NXT UK Live. Tomorrow we'll bring you the Royal Rumble event, but now it's Worlds Collide 2020. The The WNR are are live. Yes, hello, I am James Rowlands, and as always, I'm joined by... Dan White. And today, it's the WNR 267. We are live for NXT versus NXT UK, and it is Wells Collide 2020. Dan, are you excited? I am very excited. It's two of the best wrestling brands going head-to-head in a battle of dominance. Is this to kind of take the... the uh Smackdown, uh, not the Smackdown, the Survivor Series crowd. crowd. I, I think it is, you know, it's it's very, very exciting. We've seen NXT, they dominated over Survivor Series, like you said. And, of course, tonight going against NXT. And, of course, we have been following NXT UK on the WNR podcast, so we are super hyped for this event. And on the WNR podcast, we've already brought you a live takeover. But tonight is the first live weekend of the decade. And what a couple of shows we have. Tonight we have NXT Update, News, Impact, and, of course... All the fun and games that only the WNR do. Well, thanks for everyone who's listening live, or we'll catch up and we start with the very listeners themselves in shout-outs. Well, we start off with Owen Dom Jarrett. And honestly, there's one match that I wish was on this card, and that would have been Keith Lee versus Dave Mastiff. That match would have been something. That would have been uh, crazy. And that's Owen Dom Jarrett. That's J-A-R-R-E-T-T, we should say. What a match-up that could be, Dan. You know what I mean? You talk about two big behemoths. There are none better than Keith Lee and, of course, Dave Mastiff when it comes to that. Yes, two huge hosses, hosses, and that is one massive match that I would love to have seen. One match I'm glad that's not on the card is uh, the man whose T-shirt I'm wearing versus anyone anyone at all. Oh, well, I would love to see Matt Riddle. Of course, Dan has to wear it because he did lose the prediction last year. And, Dan, what T-shirt am I wearing right now for anybody that's... Uh, you want to tell everybody? You are wearing Adam Cole. Yes, Adam Cole, baby. And I know you're a huge fan of Adam Cole as well. But you talk about Keith Lee Dave Massive. I mean... We talk about dream matches. What match would you have had if it was NXT versus NXT UK? I think it's quite a difficult question. But uh, if you want to see two people head to head. Um, I think Pete Dunne versus anyone. (laughs) 
whether it's you know he's representing the UK side or the American side, I just think Pete Dunne. Well, I think for me personally, you know, and uh, you know, not to blow smoke up WWE's ass, you know, I don't do that anymore. But uh, Mustache Mountain versus DIY is a match that, when you talk about dream matches, there are two tag teams that have been heavily involved. When you look at what they've done in NXT with DIY, NXT the past three, four years has been all about Gagano Chumper. And when you talk about British Strong Style Mustache Mountain, that's the NXT brand. So for me, that is a match that if we were going to pick, if I was going to think, that is a match I'm very looking forward to seeing because to me, that is the kind of dream match. Uh, Apart from that, the the weird thing is with the women's division, they're kind of mixed and all. So even Ray Ripley versus Tony Storm tonight is a match we've seen in NXT UK already. And of course, I'm sure we're going to see it in the future in NXT. Your one's next. All right. Your friendly neighbourhood, Smark, says, this went from a show that I wasn't really invested in to a show that I'm super hyped for. I've got to say exactly the same thing, you know. Um, Absolutely. I think if it had have been including Raw and SmackDown as well, I don't think it would have been a bigger show. But NXT versus NXT UK, I think that's the best one that they could have come up with. And it's something that I'd be hugely invested in anyway, regardless. Without a shadow of a doubt, you know, we bought Wells Collide uh, last year when 205 Live was involved. Unfortunately, I don't think as a brand that is going to survive for much longer. But with NXT UK, it needs kind of events like this. And it's just a shame it's happening so soon after an NXT UK takeover uh, because we don't know the next time they're going to be in the limelight like this. You know, it could be a few months. With NXT, obviously, they're kind of mainstream now. Uh, so they, they've got a lot to do, but this should be a match. This should be a night. It should be very, very interesting. They're, they're placing like a takeover with kind of like the five or six matches that they've got. So hopefully, if the event works, then we might see a little bit more of this as well. Absolutely, I think you know these crossover events certainly do work really well. I've liked the uh, the kind of interaction with um, Undisputed Era kind of raining on Imperium's parade and hitting the last shot. Is that a testament of things to come throughout? Are we going to see Adam Cole getting a victory over Volta? Well, I think that'd be very surprised, but it's going to be so interesting to see the NXT champion against the NXT UK champ in that way as well. Absolutely. Up next, we have Danny Bob 42, and I think he's given us his predictions. So we see how you fare up against the WNR podcast. He's gone for Mia versus Kaylee Ray. Well, Kaylee Ray's going to win that one with champion's advantage. The tag match, Mustache Mountain, it's a tough one, but he thinks the fact that they haven't teamed in a while will lead to detriment, that or someone will interfere. The Cruiserweight four-way, he's sticking with Gaza, hasn't done much with it, so no point him dropping it, unless it was only an elaborate ruse for him to propose. Balor versus Dragunov, Balor, Dragunov will have Imperium problems. Rhea versus Tony, well, he's going for Rhea, this is kind of a callback to their old feud. Raya won the title, but Tony beat her for it. So I think Raya will now, in her best stride, is going to get the big win. And the factions collide, undisputed era. It'd be nice to give Imperium the rub, but he don't see it. What a, what a very insightful <laughs> predictions that was. We asked for a bit more fan participation, and obviously some that in. What are your thoughts on that? Go on, rip it to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> um... Well, the Mia Yim versus Kaylee Ray, I don't know why it's not Rare Ripley versus Kaylee Ray, you know, as soon as they're both the champions. Uh, But pushing that aside, Kaylee Ray, she's got a huge win over Piper Niven and Tony Storm, you know, the other week. So Mia Yim might just kind of sneak in a victory there. 
Well, yeah, I mean, very interesting. Um, the tag team match, I don't know. I think Johnny Gagano and Tommaso Ciampa are more ruthless than... Uh, well, especially Trent Seven. I think Trent yeah. Seven's going to be the weak link. You know, and again, no disrespect to him. He's a brilliant performer and wrestler. But I think he might be the weak link in that. The Cruiserweight four-way. Um, I can't see it going to the UK. So an American winner of that will probably be, you know, the way forward there. Balor versus Dragon. Really tough one. Because I think Balor could give Dragunov the push and the rub, you know, and that will set Dragunov up. But, you know, with Balor, could he just be ruthless, pull the trigger and not give a flying fuck? Yeah, that's just true, yeah. Um, Raya versus Tony, this one you can literally flip a coin and fucking see which way it lands. I mean, you know, both these women are great in their own rights. But, um, you know, the Tony beat her the title, so... You know, it's is it going to be like kind of a push on that way for it? Um, I don't know. These two women, you know, they've had very good matches in the past. So I think this one would be good. An undisputed era versus Imperium. I could just see a load of slaps being dished out and uh, handsome Kyle O'Reilly just fucking completely folding in half from it. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, how they go about if they keep scores and stuff like this. Of course, we'll give you a more. You know, we've got run through the card, but we're going to change it up a little bit by adding a master bait. And of course, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But we'll like to thank everybody for their shout as well. It's been brilliant. Uh, Monica C said, Travis Banks liked one of my tweets, but he liked it a year after I tweeted it. And for that reason, I like him. I mean, that is not a way to go about business, is it? I mean, it's I would not, never, you know, ever I've, do that. We've never ever mentioned that Joey Ryan has retweeted and liked your tweets, that I'm friends. With uh, Vince Russo or the um, Hacks or Jim Duggan follows me, or Hacks or Jim Duggan's retweeting Ricochet. us like Ricochet. I mean, you know, Bob you don't hear us talking about it. So what's no. the point in bragging? I mean, why would you do that? But why has Travis Banks not liked one of our tweets? Exactly, I don't like him now. <laughs> no, um, it's great that he likes one of your tweets, but a year after you tweeted it. Well, that must mean he looked for it. Yeah, he was going back in a it. going back in a profile, maybe. Indeed, yeah. You know, have you got any pictures that he might have? Lo- no, no, we've got to be careful now. They don't start that on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, no, that is it's good, and you know the kind of the fan interaction. I think that's great. You know that you can get that, and it it does get you excited. Of course, I mean, it does. That's it. That's what I, I love about wrestling's where you can. You know, I said it might be superstars, but you can still contact them. And must not never forget that. Every round you ought to tell you to fuck off after you ask for autographs, guys who are there to say, no, wait a minute, like Drew McIntyre. No, let me take a picture. Let me, uh, you know, have a chat with you for five or ten minutes. Those are the type of wrestlers, Dan. And Darian Gray said, would love to see DIY versus Undisputed Era versus Mustache Mountain at NXT TakeOver Tampa Bay. Now... Which two members of Undisputed Era would that be the tag team champions? Or yeah. I'm presuming. Must be. Um, but it goes on to say, I think Chomper is going to be facing Adam Cole championship. Well, oh. well, fair enough. You know, um, I, I think that would be a cracking match. I can picture a ladder in there as well. Uh, but the Undisputed Era, how long have they got as tag team champions in NXT as well? Will Mustache Mountains kind of get the rub from DIY and move on to there? Will, is a Gagana Chumper thing a long-term thing 
or a short-term thing. And I think for me, it is a short-term thing. I think we'll see Gagano Chumper going back. Would you want to see the two just... Would you want to see the two feuding again, Chumper Gagano? Would you want to see the end of DIY as it was? Do you want to see him continue as a tag team? How would you want that to go? Because do we want Ooh. another year of it? You know. <laughs> It would be very entertaining to watch, but I think there's new directions that they can go in. I'd like to see DIY together for a little while longer and then, you know, just ticking along at DIY pace, you know, mm -hmm. taking them out of the championship picture, but keeping them relevant. Well, I think the NXT, uh, if there's one thing to say, like we said, we know how great the women's division is, but the tag team division needs a little bit work on. And I think we've seen that with NXT UK, how strong their tag team division is. It might need a little help for that or introducing a few tag teams into the ranks of NXT maybe. But I think Ciampa Gagano could easily, you know, team together and, and go for a championship or, like you said, go individually. I think Adam Cole uh, will go against... I thought he was going to face Keith Lee for the NXT championship. And, uh, of course, we've got NXT update in a couple of weeks, but... That might have changed course as well, but it's interesting to think. Well, Zach Bexon said, I can see the eight-man tag team going, so it's Walter versus all four Undisputed Era members, and he takes them all out, only he's too tired to finish it, and goes down to Cole, which keeps Walter strong. Um, and then, you know, I mean, he not only strong, he can go out fighting, and Walter didn't have that Survivor Series, and he's come out and said he's not happy about his treatment uh, at the Survivor Series matchup tonight. I don't know, it depends how it goes down. You know, we could possibly see that, but would that make the other members of Imperium weak if it was just Walter left? I, I, I don't know. I, I can't quite see it going down like that. I can see, you know, a Walter versus Cole standoff, but I don't think, you know, Walter's going to go down like that. I think he has got a lot of stamina, so he's not going to get too tired. And Walter going down to Cole, I don't think it will keep Walter strong. You know, it, yeah, it, it'll, it'll true, make him yeah. look a bit weaker um it, it, again it's a hard one to call are you gonna are they gonna dominate with the undisputed era are they gonna try and <coughs> keep them relevant and keep them you know on top of the game or well this is the thing it depends how you've gone isn't it really you know like if you've gone imperium to win then you might see a bit of dissension in the undisputed era ranks you know roger strong is no longer north american champion uh, you know, how long can Carla Riley and Bobby Fish keep hold of the tag team titles around that can have them beat? I think they might be looking at Mustache Mountain versus DIY match and thinking there's two teams that could definitely have a say in future events as well. Uh, and that's, what's, that's what builds a little bit of interest. It's not just a kind of, you know, we think it's going to go one way, but if it goes another way, again, like a takeover, you'd be pleasantly surprised, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, as long as there's great matches, I I'm really not too invested on how it goes down um danielle cooper says you would expect nxt to continue that survivor series momentum with a win over the uk brand and you know we touched on that earlier on before i even saw the shout outs <laughs> and I, I i kind of i think it i think you know i don't think it's going to be a total domination but i think it's going to be you know a, a very close call yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, I don't think UK will be embarrassed. If they do tonight and it's kind of clean sweep for NXT, I would be very surprised in, in that matter. I think usually if a, if NXT come out on top, they can help out another brand. But if, even if they win, it's still close with one match to, to one or whatever it is. Daniel Saunders said, which will be longer? Wells Clyde and Royal Rumble combined or both nights of Wrestle Kingdom combined? Well... Of course, we did watch both nights Wrestle Kingdom, and we do have a go at WWE events, but both Wrestle Kingdoms clocked in about five hours each. 
So, so you've got 10 hours there. Um, I don't know if you're including the pre-shows and the kickoffs. It's going to be... T- well, you've got six hours tomorrow for the Rumble. Yeah, and then you've probably got about two and a half hours. So eight and a half hours... Well, excluding the kickoff, kick-off and pre-show, half hour added to so so four hours. No, it's not going to be four. It's going to be about four and a half hours. The Royal Rumble event, two hours. That'll be six and a half hours. Two and a half hours for tonight. That's going to be nine, and then half nine and a half. So Wrestle Kingdom might just beat it, but again, you have to be invested to watch every single minute of it. And we did do it with NGABW, and uh, with Rumble, we are going to try and watch it in its entirety as well. We'll see. Actually, what happens? But it's still great events. If you've got time, it's definitely worth it. You know, absolutely, yeah. Um, it's. I, I think the Wrestle Kingdom is going to be longer, but they're kind of covering more grounds in different respects. You know, they've got their their own little way of doing yeah. things. They've got wrestlers wrestling multiple times throughout as well. Whereas Royal Rumble, you're probably gonna see actually see probably a couple of you know match early on in the show to appear in the Rumble as well. Um, and Worlds Collide, I think that's just going to be the one that trumps them all anyway. It's going to be better. <laughs> Do you think Worlds Collide is going to be better than Rumble? Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll see. What, I mean, I said uh, we've really enjoyed the wrestling recently. But Bisham Pilda said, Katie Ray will beat Yim. DIY will beat Mustache Mountain because Mustache Mountain are on a downhill and DIY have big matches ahead. Jordan Devlin will pull, pin Travis Banks to win the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. It's clear Jordan needs a title and he can do wonders with it. Finn Balor will beat Aya Dragunov with a Joe Coffey interruption. Ray Ripley will beat Tony Storm. She has a long way to go. And Imperium will beat Undisputed Era because Walter will not lose. And Undisputed Era are sort of downhill now. So there's two teams he thinks are downhill at this moment in time. I wouldn't say Mustache Mountain are downhill, but they are having losses. But I think a victory tonight could maybe turn it around for them instead of having a loss. I think DIY could maybe get away with having a loss in the belts. I definitely want Devlin uh, winning the Cruiserweight Championship as well, because uh, like I said, what else can Devlin do? If he's not going to get near Walter in NXT UK, Cruiserweight title run, even if it's for a, a, a month or so, I think we'll, we can do wonders. Uh, Finn Balor will be Eye Dragunov. What I find interesting, if Joe Coffey and um, Gallus turn on Eye Dragunov, there's a story of him having to take down maybe two groups, because he's going to have to go through Gallus, all three members, and then he's going to have to go through Imperium if he wants to become NXT UK champion, which I see happen at some point. It'll be an interesting year for Dragunov, who started off uh, the year in fine form. I think he can continue that. Um, with Ray Ripley and Tony Storm, I can see Tony Storm winning tonight and having that storyline, but I think it's a bit too soon, but it's going to be competitive. And Imperium to win... I think Undisputed Era, they're going to have to do something else soon because we've already seen them have all the gold, haven't we? So now the question is, what is what is next for them after that? And um, so unlike, unlike DIY, they probably wouldn't mind a move to the main roster, you know? Indeed, yeah. So Undisputed Era, kind of them saying, look, you know, we've held all the gold. We've beat the most dominant faction in wrestling. What's next for us? We've completed NXT, basically. <laughs> Unless they, you know, have sex changes and kind of go down that route. I think it is the next step is logically to move up yeah. once the titles get dropped. I think that's fair enough. Um, Adam Phillip says, so what take over? Well, well, if we do it in WNR terms, it's probably about three podcasts the way. <laughs> probably, probably look at that. We've got the Nigel McGuinness special coming up. Uh, and we've got the NXT update. And then after that will be the live show for NXT. It's in Portland, so 
probably about February, I don't know, 16th, say. I'm not looking anything down, but of course, we'll give you the full in-depth schedule later on as well. Uh, we've, we've got plans all the way up to Mania now, because like I said, we're on a road. I don't think we said that. You've got to do kind of certain things when it comes to Rumble. It's like a drinking game at home. You've got to say certain things, you know, like the road to WrestleMania is one of the least... Doesn't that start after Survivor Series? Well, uh, well, yeah, you could argue that it does, but the Royal Rumble is usually, you know, the kind of starting point, the main event WrestleMania, how important WrestleMania... And, of course, let's not forget about the pointing of the signs. How important... Oh, <laughs> If you don't point at the sign, are you actually a wrestler? Well, I, I don't think so. I, you know, and this is the things that we're going to experience here uh, tonight. And last shout out, like I said, it's the shout outs get better every every live show, don't Absolutely, they? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so we, we love uh, any, much more of these as well. Levi McGlinchey. What's this? It's not a takeover crack. Looks better than a takeover. Dan. I, I completely agree. You know, it's... Um, it is the best of NXT UK versus versus the best of NXT. It's, you know, it's everything you could ever want. And no, Matt Riddle. Yeah, I can't. You can't get better than that, can you? <laughs> you really? can't. You can't. It's. I mean, it's absolutely perfect. Um. Yeah, I, I think it, it does look a lot better than a NXT takeover. And would you rather seeing these go forwards, or would you rather stick to the? UK takeovers and the American takeovers. I think if they want to mix it up, then they can, you know what I mean? But, again, don't have too much of a good thing. I'd rather have more UK takeovers than World Collide's event. I wouldn't mind having one a year, you know, with Wells Collide, but we need to see more UK takeovers. As for American takeovers, just keep what you're doing with that. Don't change it up too much. I'd just like to say thank you, everybody, for your shout-outs. They have been brilliant. And what a great way to start our live show. But like I said, we've got so much more. And let's continue with a bit of NXT news. News! News! <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I wasn't on the ball then. I was just going to start reading in. So WWE is looking to level the playing field between Raw, SmackDown and NXT in 2020. Well, it's already reported that NXT once clearly positioned the W's third brand. It expects to have a big presence at WrestleMania 36, which may include a major match, major, major match, match, on the flagship pay-per-view for the first time. Likewise, NXT expects to have a big role at Royal Rumble, including the potential for a whopping 10 superstars to compete in the 30-woman Royal Rumble match. Taking one more giant step towards legitimately competing with Raw and SmackDown. Well, according to sources, WWE is still planning on doing a superstar shake-up after WrestleMania 36 in April. But that event is expected to result in NXT landing some main roster stars this time around. Well, despite the upheaval in the Raw and SmackDown rosters over the course of this year with the wildcard rule, two drafts and a brand new concept with managerial license, the standard approach WrestleMania superstar shake-up still being planned. In previous years, trades were all decided by Vince McMahon and increasingly last this year, Paul Heyman, Bruce Pritchard, and Paul Triple H are all said to be involved, which sources indicate that NXT is looking to pick up a small number of main roster talent to bolster their appeal to casual viewers and continue to increase their current ratings. After initially struggling to keep pace with AEW's Dynamite in the Wednesday Night War, that has changed for NXT, which has since taken control of the battle for pro wrestling's Wednesday Night audience. Still, even though viewership for both, both Raw and SmackDown has plummeted over the course of the past year, his audience is still nowhere near that of the red and blue brands. That's certainly not a quality issue, either, as most WWE fans will admit that NXT constantly produces the best programming of any of WWE's three major shows. Major, major shows. shows. 
one might contribute the lack of sustained growth for NXT's audience on its, well, lack of overall star power. Well, NXT boasts a plethora of stellar England performers like Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole and some promising talents like Velveteen Dream, who could be one day. NXT does not have the type of mainstream stars, think Roman Reigns or Becky Lynch or Drew McIntyre, that have given Raw and SmackDown a considerably bigger audience. Earlier this year, Vince McMahon blamed WWE's disappointing earnings on superstar absence, and the same problem is plaguing NXT because there is a noticeable lack of larger-than-life superstars who could expand the show's audience. Perhaps that's why it's been a long reported that more main roster stars could be heading back to NXT while it was said that names like Oscar and Cesaro and Kevin Owens, among others, Returns to NXT to help bolster the yellow brand. Would you want to see people like Owens and Oscar and Cesaro back in NXT? Um, Oscar and Cesaro, I think it'd do them a good run. I think Owens, he could do a lot better on the main roster. You know, he, I think, given the right person at the right time, especially with his current gimmick at the moment, he's doing wonders there. But it certainly would bring eyes to the yellow brand. I think without a shadow of a doubt. And speaking of the yellow brand, let's start then with the NXT update. In a couple of weeks, we'll bring you the NXT update, and that will have all the dusty classic. But there were a few shocks. Most notably was an undisputed era being eliminated thanks to a distraction by Imperium. Yeah, so now let's just have a look at the latest episode of NXT UK, which is the 23rd of January. Yes, there was no cold open, and it was straight into the intro song, dusted by the Asteroid Boys. Well, Tom Tom Phillips and Aiden English welcome us to another edition of X UK. General Manager Johnny Saint and Sid Scully are in the ring. Imperium led by champion Volta meet them there. Scully says, thanks to the fans for making the X UK brand the fastest growing in the history of WWE. Scully presents Volta with the new championship title. Well, Volta says it's about time management got rid of the physical belt that was polluted by Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn. He calls his bout the greatest prize in European history. Volta then addresses the Undisputed Era for disrespecting the Sacred Mat when they attacked at TakeOver Blackpool 2. Two. This may be a job to you, but to us, it is serious. To us, it's personal. Volta promises to hurt the Undisputed Era badly when they meet at Worlds Collide. Oh, that's tonight. Well, commentary shows us the match graphic for the Fatal 4-Way Cruiserweight title match for Worlds Collide. Angle Garza defends against Isaiah Scott and two NXT UK guys. Travis Banks faces Brian Kendrick in today's main event to determine one of those spots. Let me get a preview for Worlds Collide. A special look at the theme song Fury by the band Wage War. And Liguero's out for the first contest of the evening. His opponent, Jordan Devlin. Winner of this match will also be added to Worlds Collide NXT Cruiserweight Championship match. Well, Devlin gets into Liguero's face and grabs his mask. Liguero decks him and unloads a flurry of strikes to start. The pace picks up. Liguero rolls Devlin up with a schoolboy body count for two. Two. Corner Larry and Widowmaker by Liguero. Another cover, but only two. Two. Devlin catches Liguero with a boot. Uranagi, standing moonsault. Devlin for a near fall. He disrespectfully steps on Liguero's face and mounts him for a ground and pound. Devlin goes for the Sato suplex. Yeah, but Liguero blocks it and Lariat's Devlin to the outside. Liguero follows him out. He tries to get fancy by standing on his head and the apron, but Devlin makes him pay by superkicking him. He then keeps the pressure on by whipping Liguero into the steel steps. 
Back in the ring, he hits a belly-to-belly -belly suplex. He covers, but Liguero is somehow still alive. Elbow to Liguero's head, followed by a hard Irish whip by the turnbuckles. No better man to do it than Devlin, I suppose. But if I backbreaker, and he chokes Liguero with his boot, and then Liguero falls to ringside to recover as Devlin plays to the crowd. Fans began chanting for Tyler Bate, upsetting Devlin. Liguero just beats the count. He rolls right to an elbow though from Devlin, with an armbar submission applied. Well, Liguero hits a jawbreaker to create separation. Separation. He connects with a super kick to Devlin's gut, then drops him with a standing lariat. He builds up momentum. Devlin goes for a slingshot cutter. Liguero has it scouted and takes Devlin down with a slingshot stunner for a near fall. Liguero tries for the C4 Tornado DDT. Devlin rolls out of the way and surprises Liguero with a Spanish fly. Liguero shakes it off and forearms Devlin in the back. Devlin fires back with a half Nelson exploder. Liguero with a cradle out of nowhere. But nothing happens like that out of nowhere, James. So I'm not having that. Well, Devlin counters into a stat pin and puts his feet on the rope, but the referee catches him. And then the Glero nearly wins it with a victory roll, but Devlin breaks. And then by, he then DDTs Liguero, climbs top rope, splash, lands. Devlin gets his shoulder out of the pinfall attempt. Fans get both in a nice ovation. The back and forth striking. Devlin gets dumped to the apron. Slingshot cut connects this time. Devlin side, and that will do it. Yes, and Jordan Devlin wins by pinfall and will challenge for the NXT Cruiserweight title at Worlds Collide. And we get an updated match graphic adding Devlin in where Isaiah Scott and champion Angel Garza, or Angel Garza. <laughs> well, backstage, women's champion Kaylee Ray is asked about her upcoming matchup at Worlds Collide. She says that she plans on walking away victorious, just like she did at TakeOver. As she leaves, Imperium tells the interviewer that they should focus on forces more important. Webster, Morgan, Flash and Mandrews walk by and tell Imperium they've never been tag champs. This leads to an argument, but nothing gets physical. We get commentary telling us that Eddie Dennis will return next week to address the NXT UK universe. And then we get an advertisement for the Royal Rumble. And we get a promo from Finn Balor. He says that his Wells Collide opponent, I, Dragunov, reminds him of himself, but doesn't believe that Dragunov will be in the ring with him. If you come for the Prince, you better not miss. At Wells Collide, I will put you down. Well, Josh Morrill is out next, and he'll be taking on Dragunov. So, yes, it's a tie-up, and Dragunov with a quick waistlock takedown. He targets the arm. Morrill showing off his athleticism with an escape, but Dragunov stops him in his tracks with a fight pose. Shoulder bump takes Morrill. A huge jumper kick from Dragunov. Morrill does land a few uppercuts. Dragunov responds with a back fist and a signature rope-assisted lariat. Pump handle, powerbomb. Dragunov calls for it to be the headbutt, and this one was over quick. Yes, here, Dragunov wins by pinfall. And then post-match, Dragunov gets on the microphone. I'm a man of few words. <laughs> no, that's a brilliant one. <laughs> but the words I choose, the words I use, I use them very, very carefully. So Finn Balor, at Worlds Collide, I'll make you realise what Ear Dragunov can do. Well, Gallus make their way out to interrupt Dragunov. Well, Joe Coffey tells Wolfgang and his brother Mark to give him a minute alone with the mad Russian. Coffey says that at TakeOver Blackpool, his team retained their tag titles, but he lost and feels like he let his boys down. Coffey enters the ring and says that Dragunov is partly to blame. The Gallus family appreciate what you've done for us up until TakeOver. Coffey tells Dragunov that he is representing not only the NXT UK at Wells Collide, but his kingdom. However, once you take care of the prince, you have something to settle with the Iron King. Oh, well, elsewhere, Imperium minus Volta knock on general manager Johnny Saint and Sis Gullersdor. 
Ike now asks for a tag match against Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. Saint Whispers and Scalazir. Scala tells them that the match will be a six-man tag. Barfell, Eichner and Wolf versus Andrews, Webster and a partner of their choosing. Also announced next week, the Hunt takes on the best tag team Yay! ever, Danny Burt and Oni Lorcan. wonder where they've been. Well, it's main event time and it's Travis Banks is out first. Lee Brian Kendrick is out second. Here we go. Before, actually, the, the match starts, I found out something awesome the other day as well about Brian Kendrick. Do you know that? And I'm going to keep buying time until I actually find it. But uh, honestly, it was a great thing. Here we go. Brian Kendrick has wrestled, right? In all these. He's wrestled on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, WWE Pay-Per-View, WWE Main Event, WWE Superstars, Heat, Velocity, 205 Live, and Wells Collide. Isn't that incredible achievement by Brian Kendrick not getting kind of the recognition it deserves, you know? That is absolutely awesome, and you know, for a man of his legacy, he deserves to be WWE champ. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it is Travis Banks versus Brian Kendrick, and Kendrick slaps Banks across the face. Banks responds with leg kicks and rolls Kendrick up for a near fall. Kendrick slides outside to regroup. Back in the ring, Banks kicks Kendrick in the back, then nails a PK. Shoulder thrust from Kendrick, Banks sweeps Kendrick and connects with a drop kick. Kendrick to the corner, Banks hits a running drop kick followed by a cannonball. Kendrick to the outside again, suicide dive by Banks, back in the ring, Banks hits a into a stomp in the corner for two. Two! Before hitting the Kiwi Crusher. But Kendrick catches Banks on a second suicide dive attempt and suplexes him onto the arena floor. Referee is counting, Banks just beats it. Kendrick applies a bully choke and Banks is in trouble. He slings Kendrick off and has a flying lariat. Insecurity by Kendrick for a near fall. Banks super kicks Kendrick and they count each other's finishes before Kendrick hits slice of bread. Banks, though, managing to kick out. Uh-huh. Banks hits a slice of bread of his own, followed by the Kiwi cl- Crusher, and it's over. So Travis Banks wins and he will challenge for the Cruiserweight title at Worlds Collide. Well, match graphic Worlds Collide is updated showing that an- an- I cannot get his name right. Angel Garza will now defend the NXT Cruiserweight title against Isaiah Scott, Jordan Devlin, and Travis Banks. Well, that's the show. Yes, that is NXT UK. So we're going to take a break for W for a bit and focus on Impact Wrestling because history is made. And here at the Double Podcast, we are going to watch it. Impact Wrestling kicked off for 2020 with a huge pay-per-view offering, Hard to Kill, featuring a historic main event in which Tessa Blanche, first woman to challenge for the company's world championship, as she wrote the final chapter in a year-long rivalry with OVE's Sammy Callahan. With the third-generation competitor, etch her name in the history books as the first woman to hold a major promotion, top prize, or would her incredible journey end in disappointment at the hands of wrestling's most despicable villain? Well, let's just run through the card quickly, and we've got the Impact Wrestling's Hard to Kill results. It took place January 12th, 2020, from Dallas, Texas, The Bomb Factory. Well, Impact's Hard to Kill pay-per-view, probably the most fitting pay-per-view name in wrestling history, Opens up with a terrific intro video package that features comments from Tessa Blanchard's stepfather, the legendary Magnum TA, and her mother, along with an excellent heel promo from Sammy Callahan. Well, the paper is set very minimalistic, but very nice at the same time. Well, the world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock versus Madman Fulton with OVE. Your winner was Shamrock via submission, the armbar. 
We see footage of Rich Swan suffering an injury at an Impact event on Friday. We've got Impact Hit Division Championship, the Ace of Spades, Ace Austin, the champ versus the Fresh Prince of Midair, Trey Miguel. A winner and still X Division champ, Austin via pinfall. Austin tries to take a kiss from Trey's mum at ringside, which causes Trey to freak out and attack him until referees run out to break it up. Backstage, ODB 2019 was to her. 2020 is going to be her year. Well, Impact Knockout Championship, the way locker, Taya Valkyrie with Johnny Bravo versus Thick Mama Pump, Jordan Grace versus ODB. Winner and still Knockouts champ, Taya v Pinfall following the Grace Driver. And backstage, Rob Van Dam and Katie Falls make out and then RVD guy walking by. The whole effing show, Rob Van Dam with Katie Forbes versus the effing machine, Brian Cage. Well, RVD has been for months accused of stealing his moves and styles for years as he accused Cage of being one of the biggest perpetrators. Forbes throws a chair into the ring, but Cage intercepts it only to eat a Van Daminator. RVD then chokes Cage in the corner as it looks like Cage's nose is busted open. RVD hits a Van Terminator as Callis says this is an ECW rules match. But a referee stops the match due to injury to Cage. Yes, yeah, so it's a no contest. But Daga runs out to stop RVD from attacking Cage further. Beats a series of kicks of his own. And RVD says since he wants to come out, they can face each other. So our next match is the whole effing show. Rob Van Dam versus Daga. And your winner is RVD via pinfall and a five-star frog splash. Up next, we've got the Call Your Shot trophy. It's unbreakable Michael Elgin versus diehard Eddie Edwards, who's a champ. Well, Elgin hits another last nasty lariat, then hits the buckle bomb and attempts the Elgin bomb, but Edwards counters into a sunset flip for the pin. So your winner is Edwards via pinfall, of course, the sunset flip. We move on to a no DQ match next. Yeah, that's Mr. Impact Wrestling Moose versus the War Machine Rhino. Well, Rhino goes for the gore again, but Moose pulls the referee in between them, and Rhino gores both of them into the table. Rhino covers Moose, but the referee is out. Finally, another referee runs out, makes the count, but Moose kicks out. Ah. Uh. Rhino weirdly flips off some fans and eats a low blow from Moose. Moose hits the no jackhammer needed for the pin. A doctor tells Swan that he cannot let him compete tonight and he won't even let him at ringside because he knows what will happen if he lets him. Max says the winner title is on his own, but he needs Swan to do what's best for his career and stay backstage. So up next, the Impact World Tag Team Championships. It's the North versus Willie Mack and... Not Rich Swan. Well, Mac hits Paige with a stun and then goes for one on Alexander, but he blocks it, and the North kill him with forearms. They connect with a fireman's carry powerbomb combo for the pin. Yes, your winners and still tag team champs, the North via pinfall following the fireman's carry bomb. And now it's time for your main event of the evening. For the Impact World Heavyweight Championship, it's the Death Machine, Sammy Callahan, the champion versus the undeniable Tessa Blanchard. Well, the main event gets the boxing-style intros, which has always been a great staple of Impact slash TNA, all the way back to the Asylum days. So here we go. We are making history by seeing the main event of Hard to Kill. And what do you think of this setting? Because we've watched a lot of different wrestling recently, called NXT and New Japan, WWE. What about of Impact? Um, well, yeah, it is, uh, it's definitely minimalist, but I think it's trying to focus more on what's going on on the ring than outside the ring you know it's got a nice entrance way a nice little ramp sloping down towards the ring it's a very short ramp yeah yeah without a shadow of a doubt and but it seems quite a very small arena as well yeah there's, there's people but i think the people there a bit like with nxt they've kind of got the hardcore fans who are always going to respond and uh they've been in good form here tonight and like, the card's been very very interesting but this match is gonna take you know can tessa blanchard actually do it go out there and become the first woman to ever hold a heavyweight championship. 
Well, here's hoping. James, you seem to think and have done for a while that Tessa Blanchard will get the victory over Sammy Callahan. I can't see it happening just yet. No. Well, I, I have been saying this for months. I mean, I don't want to go, you know, when everybody else, before everybody else, kind of, I was the one who said it, and yet it's kind of happened. And like I said, some people, you know, for me, it just seems that Tessa Blanchard in this position. She's ready for it. And we know all the news and stuff that's come out recently of what she's like, you know, but not to defend her, but you still have to have a kind of tough skin to get through this industry, especially as a woman in the industry, especially how it's been the past few years as well. It's very difficult to take centre stage. Oh, wait a minute. Well, just as the introductions were done, Sammy Callahan comes out of a big boot. Jacks Blanchard up for a seated pole driver into the cover. One, two. Oh, no. Blanchard managing to kick out. Oh. And Sammy catching everyone by surprise. And they talk about game plans. I mean, Callahan doesn't want to be this guy. We talk about how far wrestling has come. Does he want to be the man who lost to the women? You know what I mean? Who became champion? Will that eat him for the rest of his career as well? Cage for the Impact Wrestling Championship. And you've got to say these past uh, couple of years, Impact's definitely been on the up to where it's been before well Blanchard with a bite to Sammy Callahan's nose hits the code breaker off the top into a cover one <laughs> two no no well, um, well you know saying about dropping a title to, to a woman Jeff Jarrett didn't take it too well <laughs> no, no he had a massive payoff when uh, China beat him for I mean, the IC um, title well you know it kind of kicked off what we're seeing today yeah well it's <laughs> <laughs> history in the makers Tessa sits up so does Sammy Callahan, and they go head to head. Do you think this is a rivalry that kind of um, rivals Gagano Chompa? I, I think it is because of the way we've seen it and the way Tessa is as well. There's, you can definitely tell this hatred between two, and that's credit to Sammy to making Tessa seem as competitive as possible as well. She's definitely an equal in there here tonight. So, say your prediction does come true and Tessa Blanchard does get the victory. Can you see her holding it for a little while? Do you see her getting a few defences under a n- newly won belt? Oh, no, I hope so. Because if she was to drop it soon after, the kind of impact it would have on it would take it away. But uh, I think it's definitely newsworthy and hopefully she has a run a la Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston. <laughs> Kofi Kingston. So do you see this as kind of being the, uh, the thing that sets impact apart from the rest of other wrestling shows as Tessa Blanchard goes for a third suicide dive, gets caught by Sammy Callahan. Oh, God. Who picks her up looking to powerbomb her, but Blanchard responds with a lovely hurricane runner. Well, I, I think this is the thing. With dubbing our podcast, you know, like I said, we have changed, and we follow where the, the wrestling really is, and we wouldn't be watching Impact Wrestling if, you know, this kind of thing wasn't happening. And this is the kind of history that we want to be part of in wrestling. Wow, and Blanchard with a... Lovely flip off the top, takes down Callahan on the outside. Right onto those mats, and what are the impact wrestling mats like compared to... Uh, they're slightly thicker than most, but they're sporadic. They're not all over the place. No, they're you know, not. They're, they seem to be moving quite a bit, and there's only, like, I'd say, probably about six foot by about two and a half, three foot wide. And there's only, like, two of them on each edge of the ring as well. And aside from that, it does look like basketball wood parquet flooring, which is very unforgiving. Yeah, oh, and Sammy Callahan using a fan's drink, throw it in Tessa's face. And he just drags her, throws her knees first into barricade. Knees up, Tessa Blanchard. Well, credit to both because this has been a all-out brawl to start off. But Sammy Callahan 
with the advantage there. And uh, telling Tessa Blanchard she's number one. And Tessa's in a bit of trouble. So, do you think Tessa Blanchard's the person that deserves to be kind of given this huge honour? Well, I think it's it's interesting, seeing as there might be women who are more talented than her in in a way, you know, in WWE or or elsewhere. But she took a chance, she took a risk. Being involved, you know, in sometimes being frowned upon, especially with WWE. They do the Mixed Match Challenge. Mixed Match Challenge. But that's about, they don't come face-to-face, really, in that way. This is more competitive, and it's been looked down upon for, for many years. And and now we're seeing with, with Tess, she's kind of like, no, she went with it. So you've got to say credit to her, you know. Could someone else do it? I think, you know, maybe on our mass debate, we'll, we'll have uh, one with Tessa Blanchard involved. But it's an interesting question. Well, yeah, you know, credit where credit's due to Tessa Blanchard. She could have been... Whose position would she say if she'd have stuck with WWE? Ember Moon? She, 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 either that, or even worse, she'd be like Charlotte's sidekick. And I don't think she wanted that, if you know or what I mean. you know, like a, a, a Logan. Yeah. Or, a, you know, someone who's kind of a bit part player. Someone who's just there to make up the numbers. Takes her beatings for her, you know, that, that kind of thing. And it could have maybe done like a... Uh, horse women in that kind of way, you know, with Blanchett and Flair, and maybe she thought she out on her own name, even though she is, you know, the Blanchett name's continuing, as Sammy Callahan has just completely targeted the leg. And again, someone like Sammy Callahan, who you look at and you wouldn't maybe think would be well championship material, and that's what Impact has done recently, is give people a chance on the stage. If he was in AEW or someone like that, you know, he'd probably be part of the inner circle <laughs> well even now just jobbing out to Darby Allen you know <laughs> <laughs> this but, but then you know this is kind of a, a bigger fish in a much smaller pond yeah but it's wrestling perspective isn't it because how many people are in, in TNA back in the day who WWE didn't say were stars and then they went to WWE and are stars now and is it because they're in WWE or is it because they were that good back then and I think this is what you see people in New Japan as well, AEW and Impact. You go, well, what would they be like in WWE? And you never know. If Vincent Mann takes a liking to him, you know, someone like Brian Cage could go really high up in, in WWE just because of his look, you know. Yeah, well, in Vince McMahon's eyes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in everyone else's eyes, probably not as high. No, but then some people might make it in NXT and you think, oh, is that enough for some people? And Tessa's taken a chance. You know, Impact was down and out a couple of years ago. Well, you've kind of, you know, you've got the likes of LAX who, like, you know, Santana and Ortiz have gone over to All Elite Wrestling and they're kind of, what, Jericho's sidekicks yeah. over here. They was in Pampions for a little while. It's the same thing with uh, the Lucha Bros as well, you know, when we, we talk about them. One of them was the Impact Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion a couple of years ago. So it's it's kind of like, oh, where do you want to go? Is the money a little bit better? But it seems like everybody we've seen on the roster, you can't say they're not, you know, not phoning it in. They're definitely focused on putting on the best show. And that's what's good professional wrestling at this moment in time. But do you think it's wise on, like, Impact to be bringing Rob Van Dam, Rhino? You know, Rhino, who was tagging with Heath in the titles, you know, a short while back. Personally, I don't. But then again, we, we are maybe a different fan to other people who might just recognise Rob Van Dam and Rhino and go, oh, hang on a minute, that was the guy who was on this. They'll start watching it and they'll watch it because of them and then suddenly you'll see someone like Tessa Blanche and go, oh, hang on a minute, that's a bit different. So I think it, some, you have to, people in. but you can't do too much. you know. Like, and that's what happened to TNA. It just became a, 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 a C show for ex-WWE stars. And that's what wore away, you but know. But I think, you know, that's kind of when the likes of Hulk Hogan was there, Ric Flair was there, you know, they kind of ruined it. But then they was like, well, hang on a minute. Let's focus on stars like AJ Styles 
Christopher Daniels, Samoa <laughs> Joe. Yeah. Um, you know, they had CM Punk there for a while. And, you know, they're probably four of the brightest wrestlers that I've seen in a long time. It was even like Bobby Roode, you know, was a was a champion here and at the moment he's got to be jobbed out to Roman Reigns. But it's it's like I said, it's perspective as well, how you want to be treated. I mean, you know, then on the flip side, you had Bubba Ray Dudley, who was nothing more than a tag team champion, came over here and he was like head of Aces and Eights, Bully Ray. Yeah. And he was Impact World Champion for a while. I think that's the last time I actually watched Impact TNA in its fullest when they had that feud because he was... Uh, I think he made like Brooke Hogan and they were feuding over that and he had, you know, we thought Hogan was going to have the match. But Bully Ray actually was kind of, you know, ready and winning and, and changed his character. I don't want to say a bit like JBL, but, you know, like kind of a little bit of a change. Do you think the six or five-sided ring that they had kind of made it seem a bit different or do you prefer them in a traditional four-sided wrestling ring? I like the six-sided ring just because, it, like I said, you, you've got to stand out a little bit, especially with all wrestling... You know, the amount of wrestling that's on nowadays and, and being sure, you know, what you actually would stand out and say, hang on a minute, you know, with the red ropes and the four-sided, you could think maybe this is like, not velocity, but you know what I mean? Like, a, oh, what's this show then? Indeed, yeah. And, you know, one thing I do, and I've always said this with Impact, is I do like, I don't know if they do it now, but kind of holding the X Division title, you could, once upon a time, again, I'm not sure if they do it now, but cash it in mm. for a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship. And I, you know, do you want to hold the midway title or do you want to kind of cash it in to go for the big prize? Exactly. That is, I think, a very good idea. Yeah. Um, and, and even the X Division in itself, kind of the the way they had the champions in the past and what it stood for, kind of stood out and they took away from that and they're trying to build it up again. And it's the same with the X Division, you know, how exciting the championship was. And even the Impact World, you know, World Heavyweight Championship as it is, it's going to become a bit more of a big deal for Tessa Blanchard if she can win this. Indeed, yes. And it looks like Tessa Blanchard's about to get powerbomb, but she manages to hold on to the top rope and steady herself on the edge of the ring apron, delivers a kick to the head of Sammy Callahan. But the last five minutes, Callahan has worked that leg. Can she still move it? Uh, she's looking for a flip off the edge of the ring apron, but Callahan and just throws her through a table. And I think that might be it for Tessa Blanchard. Like I said, her right leg has been worked on her now thrust through the table and Callahan is just going to get the count and you can't blame him. Well, do you think it works better for Callahan saying, well, you only managed to beat her on a count out? Well, Blanchard looks out of it. Well, fair play, Tessa. She tried her best, but the game plan, the game plan of Callahan came through and he's mocking the crowd now. And the referee up to eight. This doesn't look good. Up at nine. No. Kim before the ten count. Rolls back to the outside. And Callahan, the third time I've seen him, and he's got spit on a different part of his face. Is that kind of part of his gimmick, or is he? does he just not realise? I don't he... know. But I don't like it. I'm not going to lie. It's like, I mean, he had it on his left side. He had it on his right side. Now he's got it like from his eye down to the corner of his mouth. I mean, it is very disgusting. Oh, God. Can I, can I, that really... <laughs> <laughs> Apologies for anybody listening at home. But... Why do you want to punch him on the side? Don't. Come on, Tessa. Just take him out. Get a towel or something like that. <laughs> Attack him. Sammy then... daring Tessa to punch him. Oh, don't go face to face. <coughs> Huge forearm across the face. <laughs> Callahan responds with a chop. Oh. oh, now Sammy Callahan got the eyes of Tessa. He's looking to finish her off on the apron. But Blanchard re- 
turns a favour and just goes to Callahan's eyes. He pushes her back to the corner. Blanchard with a foot up. And now Tessa going to the second turnbuckle. But feeling out her leg, making sure she's alright. Here she comes. Code breaker. Off the top on the edge of the ring apron. That must have winded Tessa. I think it done a lot more damage to Callahan. But you got to think, is that a clever idea? I know it's high risk for her, but to use your already injured leg. I know that's her go-to move, but maybe trying a little bit different offence. She's definitely struggling now. And Callahan maybe got a little bit overconfident, do you reckon? A little bit cocky during those exchanges? Well, just a little bit. I think he thought this match was uh, pretty much written in the wind, but... Not quite. Not quite. I mean, this match has nearly made me sick. <laughs> it's been quite... <laughs> and it's not been grotesque in that way. I mean, it's James is turning into Droz. Oh, no, I did, I did not. I did not like that, but we are back in. And it is Tessa and Sammy. And Sammy's arguing with the referee and saying, come on, he's trying to get her counted out. He's put her through the table. She will not quit. And Sammy seems to be smirking. No, James, has got a smile on his face. A cigarette in his gob, he's got a smile on his face. <laughs> <coughs> you all know what I'm... Sammy doesn't seem that talented to me. In what way? Just in, uh, like, you know, his wrestling ability. This seems more like a, a match from about five, ten years ago than someone with good technical ability. Oh, yeah, it's more of a brawl, isn't it? But I think that's what Callahan has bought as Tessa now rocks him with a forearm. And I think he's checking to see if he lost a tooth. Thankfully... The gob from his face is gone. And oh my god, well not Walter Light, but a chop by Sammy. Rocking Tessa. She now starts to scream and says, is that all you got? And she wants another one and a chop again, right across the chest. Referee checking, but Tessa won't allow this to be stopped. And she's demanding Sammy Callahan hit her for the third time. And he went to go high and faked it, hit her low. Gives her the finger. But somehow Tessa managing to power up. Sammy Callahan slams her down, bad leg and all. And now Tessa, can she do it? Can she finish Sammy Callahan and make history? No, comes running into a big boot. Callahan now goes to the second rope, but Tessa managed to kick the legs away. Comes flying up. Oh, code breaker as Sammy was perched on the top turn back. Two. No. Oh. And just millimetres away there, Tessa for winning the championship. Sammy managed to get a shoulder up at two. Two. An unbelievable Tessa taking it to a, another gear there. Bad leg and all. What has Blanche got left? Well, Tessa pointing to the corner. She's going to go for something high risk. But will it be high reward? Well, bad leg and all. Blanchard, like I said, is going to pull it all on the line. She's got nothing to lose. As Callahan slowly getting up in the middle of the ring. Oh, no. Sammy sidesteps. Tessa lands on that bad leg. Double underhook. Shoulder breaker. Folds her up like an accordion. Goes to the cover, but no Tessa managing to kick out. Uh-huh. I don't think she realised she managed to get shoulder up before three. Getting to the ropes, and this might be the end now. Callahan. And what has Tessa Blanchard got left in her body? It's been an all-out brawl. But she's managing to get up to her feet. But Sammy just responds with a huge forearm. Tessa responds in kind. Oh, but a pump kick by Sammy Callahan, looking for the clothesline, but gets caught again. Forearm. But each just trading with each other. Oh, snap suplex. But somehow Blanchard back to her feet as she withstand the impact of that. And she shouts, fuck you. She boots Sammy Callahan in the face. Cutter. Going for the cover. One, two. No. Oh, two count. Two. 
And Tesla might have just extend, expanded the last bit of energy she had. And she got a little bit more left in the tank to try and finish this one and make history along the way. Well, Callahan is just holding on at this moment in time. There's no doubt the fans are definitely behind Tessa Blanchard in this one. Indeed, and it's an opportunity that doesn't come round that often. Well, you think she'd go to the back of the line. Sammy Callahan will never let her have a talk shot again if he manages to defeat her. And to be fair, apart from the middle pit of the match, it has been back and forth between the two. Two. Blanchard, bad back, bad leg. Doesn't matter at this point. Like it's all about this is the ninth inning, 90th minute. The adrenaline must be going. Callahan with a kick to the gut. Sit out powerbomb into the cover. Two. No. Straight over to a submission. Well, Tessa thought she got out of it by not getting pinned. But bad leg just wrapped around the neck of Callahan And Tessa, she might not tap, but the pain might be too much. She might think about a career here. Well, Callahan is hyperextending that knee. And now he's got her in like a half Boston crab, but sitting really low on the bottom of Tessa's back. And this must be pure agony, especially the way Tessa has been battered and beaten on that leg during this match. But she still will not give up. And Sammy Callahan just happy that he's hurting Tessa. He wants to put her away now. You can see he's worried. Tessa's a lot tougher. Win or lose here tonight. She's proven that she can go with the very best impact. Uh, into an STF. And that might be it. Sam, Sam even telling her that you're done. Referee checking the arm. This could be it. Arm goes down once. Arm goes down twice. Will it go down for third? No, she's holding it up. Crawling to get to the bottom rope, but Callahan grabs the free hand, wrenches her fingers back. Tessa trying to spin her body round, getting her foot to that bottom rope, manages to just. Well, Blanchard in desperation, still in this match, but you've got to think the damage is done. Callahan can't believe it. Callahan trying to reach out for his title. Does he not think he can beat Tessa conventionally, so he has to resort to other methods? Well, it seems that way. Yeah, hoping he gets disqualified, disqualified, like I said, holds on to his top, spits at the ref. He's going to put Blanchard out of this match. Well, the ref doesn't want to go down like that. Takes the title, Sammy Callahan with some knucks out of his pocket. Tessa with the low blow, though. <coughs> and what can Tessa do now? Looks at the impact crowd. One last chance. Trying to get some life into that knee for just one last move. Code break up. Into the cover. One, one two... two. Oh, Callahan rolls through. But straight into a crossface, and Blanche has got it. And will Sammy Callahan tap out? I thought he might have pinned, I never thought he'd submit. But Callahan managed to get to his feet. He's got a lot of strength advantage over Tessa. He sets her up, sit out power, oh. uh, sit out pile driver, sorry. And he spiked her right so, down. No. no! Tessa still managing to kick out. <laughs> uh. I've got to say, this is unbelievable stuff. And for Impact Wrestling as well, this is as good as it has, as we've seen in these past, you know. We've seen loads of wrestling, even at the start of the year. But it just seems to be getting better and better as well. Absolutely. But this, to me, it doesn't a wrestling match per se. It's more of a focus on Tessa Blanchard's determination to get the title. You know, it's not... It is telling a good story, but not a story in wrestling. A story in kind of determination the story of the the kind of feud and the hatred between the two and what it's about tessa having to stand up metaphor for kind of everything that she's had to go through this past year and callahan again is going to be the guy who says no but tessa blocking the power bomb rolling him up no callahan managing to kick out ah. 
And that leg of Tessa might have just given up. Callahan picks her up, but Tessa just fighting off everything. She's got the forearms. Oh, and Sammy spits at Tessa. That is disgusting. And again gives her the finger. And now just <laughs> blocks her with the forearms. Rocking Callahan. Just runs into a huge boot. But Tessa's still not giving up. Oh my god! Canadian destroyer by Blanchard. And again, going up. Oh, and Canada another one. Sunrise. Or is that the Canadian destroyer? Well, they're both. It's the same move, whatever you want to call it. Hit by two destroyers. Got him now. DDT. Goes for the cover. One, two, three. And there you go. History is made. Tessa Blanchard is the very first woman to win a World Heavyweight Championship. Impact Wrestling, take a bow. Tessa Blanchard, take a bow. You are up there now in the echelons of professional wrestling, making history. And what a moment it was. January 12th, 2020. Dan, what are your thoughts on that match? Again, you know, the story told was absolutely brilliant. It was about kind of Tessa Blanchard being relentless, not wanting to give up, you know, not wanting to go home empty-handed. Her hatred of Sammy Callahan obviously shone through as well. And, you know, it was it was a good story told and the payoff, it was the right call. Without a shadow of a doubt. I really, really enjoyed that match. I think uh, what we saw there between the two, it shows that it can offer something different. And when we talk about different from WWE, like we say, WWE now has kind of turned into the NXT that we've, we've seen before with the kind of, you know, the, the, the wrestling involved in it. Uh, and this can offer something different, you know, with the spitting and the kind of hatred involved. There's a kind of more, I don't want to say attitude era to it, but there's more things they can get away with. And I think that's what works when you're offering for alternative. If WWE's going to be PG, then by all means, try something different. And like I say, sometimes we moan with AEW. Impact Wrestling has seen that and go, hang on a minute here. We've got a roster. Some people you might recognise, but we're going to go forward with this idea. That is Tessa Blanchard winning. And yes, there's been people, you know, saying... Uh, she's not been a nice person. She said these things. And, you know, even if she is, she has to be held accountable. But at this moment in time, like we said, she is the world heavyweight champion. You have to give her credit for that. Absolutely. Credit where it's due to Tessa. Well, after that, we'll just have a quick recap of what happened on the Impact After. Yeah, we start with RVD's celebration. And, Dan, I know you really enjoyed this. Uh, watch that. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was sitting in bed tearing petals of roses. There's a reason that he's always celebrating. Every day is a party, and that's how you're supposed to live. They're celebrating a huge, very mechanical, muscle-headed muchacho cage. Katie Forbes came in wearing a bikini, jiggling her butt. They popped champagne, and Katie Forbes' girlfriend, Jennifer, joined the party for a threesome kiss. The ladies felt overdressed, so they took off their tops and wore whipped cream. RVD had lipstick and whipped cream all over his face. Well, technical difficulties hit when it was time for Rob Van Dick. The screen cut to the best part of IPWF bearded gigolos dance with top hats. The clip was on YouTube for a while, but after reports, it caused Twitch to suspend Impact's channel. It also been pulled from there, too. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was... Um, I could not believe it when I saw it. Uh, unbelievable stuff from Impact. Like I say, pushing the envelope, it was indeed. Indeed, yes. Well, we get words from Johnny Swinger. Young guys don't want to chase Rizats or swap Pizzles. They only care about games. 
Swinger is a gamer on pinball. He chatted up a girl to use her joystick skills for his high score. And Johnny Swinger will be in action right now against the WR podcast, one of their favourites. Yes, Dan, we're watching Impact. It had to be Joey Ryan. And look at him. We've met him, Dan. How beautiful is that man now, eh? Well, his lollipop looks a lot bigger in person. <laughs> Without a shadow of it. I'm still upset he didn't stick his lollipop in my mouth, but... What an absolute star. And yeah, we didn't see him at Hard to Kill, but we are uh, focused on the important things and impact. Again, this is something different to what any other organisation has got, and that is being Joey Ryan here, without a shadow of a doubt. Look at him. What's his theme here? My friend. Just it. It's his generic theme. It's like Honky Tonk Man or something like that. But we are going to see him in action versus Johnny Swinger. And Johnny Swinger, I mean, looks like a cousin of Buff Bagwell, would that be fair to say? He does indeed, yeah. Um, not sure about the open front singlet. You don't, you don't see many of them, do you? Bum bag <laughs> and the wrist tie. and. Well, you don't see many open singlets. No, and I can see why. Maybe. He likes his bandanas. He's got a couple tied round each shin. He's got one round his wrist and one round his head. But look at Joe Ryan, just luscious in his glory. And the hairiest of chests and, of course, Baybill and a, a lollipop. And he won't be intimidated by someone like Johnny Swinger with bum bag and all. But does this take away from Impact Wrestling? I know you've got strong views on it. I love the fact this is on Impact. Does this take it away because it's not serious and all that lot? I think it needs a bit of comedy. I think it is enjoyable because <clears throat> it is taken away from the whole seriousness of it. You know, if everything was serious, it would be boring and it would be kind of like a one-track show. But this... It's kind of, you know, it's a bit of light-hearted entertainment, and I think that's what fans come here for. Well, Joey Ryan looking to keep up a winning record since he faced Ken Shan. Here we go, pre-match preparation. you just got to love Joey Ryan. If this signed WWE signed or something like that, he wouldn't be allowed to do anything called cool something completely different. Hey. And with the Rob Van Dam thing and Joey Ryan being on, I'm surprised Impact Wrestling is not in serious trouble at this moment <laughs> in time. Of course, they've been cancelled by Twitch. He is like a modern-day Val Venus, but better. <laughs> Jay... <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't lock up. He just demands his opponent, Johnny Swinger, touches his dick. And the fans want him to touch his dick. I mean, you just can't argue. If it works, it works, you know? It's a pleasure to bring Joey Ryan to the WNL podcast again. Indeed. And the fans are starting to touch his dick. Well, Swinger, though, wants to impress in his own right. You know, just cousin of Buff Bagwell or anything like that. Johnny Swinger kind of sounds like a wrestler who throws his keys into a bowl at parties. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Joey Ryan just tried to throw his hand into the penis. Yeah, Swinger's been there and done things, man. Like, you know what I mean? He's He'd look after you like your, your hamster and it wouldn't be returned the same. <laughs> just the hamster would have a look in his face like, something happened. And Joey and I are trying to get Swinger, but Swinger, imagine to throw him off. Obviously, we've got a lot of serious action lately. You know, we've got Wells Collide. And, of course, we've just seen Tessa Blanchard. But every now and again, you just need a laugh. And there's no one better than Joey Ryan. And I think Johnny Swinger is getting ready to do it. Go. He was in WWE as Johnny Parisi. Oh, really? Well, Swinger didn't touch the cock. Instead, it with the right hand. And Ryan now gets caught. Atomic drop. Of course, has no impact whatsoever on someone like Joey Ryan. And Johnny Swinger sending Joey Ryan into the turnbuckle. 
Yeah, he made his debut on Sunday Night Heat, and then he was sent to Deep South Wrestling for two months while also wrestling on Heat. After being taken off TV due to an injury, uh, he worked two more Heat matches for WWE in February 2006, losing competitively to Chavo and Kane, and then he was released. Oh. And then he faced Von Simmons on Heat Damn. in 2007. <laughs> How old is Johnny Swinger? How old do you think he is? Uh, 48. 44. Oh. Older. He was trained by Ron Hutchinson and Sweet Daddy Sicky. Wow. Well, now Johnny Swinger just choking Joe Ryan at this moment in time. Joe Ryan, a bit like Alistair Black in a way, because the more they take punishment during the match, and then they're going to come back towards the end, would be fair to say, Dan? Is that, do you think they've ever been compared? <laughs> I can honestly say that Alistair Black and Joey Ryan have probably never been mentioned in the same sentence apart from to say they are both wrestlers. Yeah, well, you know, I've, I've noticed similarities between the two. <laughs> <laughs> what? They're very, they're very lone wolf types on their own, you know? I've Got... never heard Ali B saying, touch my dick. Well, but the black mass kick is that most dangerous move, isn't it? And like, like Joe Ryan's cock is so dangerous, so they've both got lethal weapons they can use. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> okay. And now Joe Ryan's trying to fight back from Johnny Swinger. And I've got to say, I've been impressed by Johnny Swinger. I never thought I'd say it. He brings a nitro feel to impact, which I appreciate. And, indeed, yes. And uh, Joey Ryan has got himself a swinger. <laughs> well, Joey's a hard-working man, but he's in a bit of trouble now. He's hard-working and works hard. And Johnny Swinger now. Uh, he's looking to uh, headbutt the world's hardest dong. <laughs> what did he and do ends that up Coming off second best. Why did he do that? Well, he thought he could try and cheat the system, but this is Joey Ryan's <laughs> big comeback. Come on, Joey. And a big. And the speed is definitely quickened, but Swinger managed to kick. Oh, but Joey Ryan responds with a drop kick. And what a beautiful drop kick that is. And now Joey Ryan building momentum of fans. 100% behind him. On a sidestep from Swinger. Looks for the roll-up. Gets his feet on the bottom rope. The referee catches him and refuses to continue counting. You cheat. Is that referee actually old enough? <laughs> to hold he a looks lo- like Neil from uh, In Between Us. <laughs> so we've got Jay. We've got... No, not Will. He looks like Neil. Sorry. Oh, wait a minute. There's no in-between between this. Joey Swinger has got hold of Joey Ryan. And the strength of the penis. He's flexing up. Penis pecs. Oh! <laughs> and Swinger grabs the referee, takes him along for the ride. Joey into the cover, but the referee is still traumatised. My God. And I've seen the penis taking out many men. But there's two here tonight. It will never be the same again. And Johnny Swinger going low. And Joey Ryan. <laughs> I don't even think he felt it. He's got a green lollipop this time. Into the mouth of Swinger. Huge super kick. One, two, three. Sweet Tooth Music gets the job done. I like that name for it. Joey Ryan wins, Dan. He's one of our favourites. We love him. What are your thoughts on that? (laughs) (laughs) Again, it wasn't so much a wrestling match. It was more of an exhibition match. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I'll be fair. Um, but again, you know, it did tell an incredible story. 
And those are the changes I think that are welcomed on the WR podcast, where on a live show we can watch Joey Ryan. Indeed, yes. And, uh, you know, it is a huge contrast from the Sammy Callahan, Tessa Blanchard story when all Tessa wanted was the title, all Joey Ryan wanted was for Johnny Swinger to touch his cock. <laughs> Without a shadow of a doubt, and he did. Speaking of Tessa, over the past eight months, she has feuded with OVE. She knew who Sammy was, but he didn't know who she was. Without Sammy's boys to back him up, she came out as champ. Tessa doubts the war is over. Sammy's probably planning retaliation. Well, Tessa's goal is to set goals not accomplished by females before. She will be the hunted as the face of the company, and Tessa believes none of this happened by accident. It was always supposed to happen this way. It feels good. It feels right. Well, Sammy flashed in on the screen behind him. It's a full-blown state of emergency when he came to impact. He pumped his dead body. Tessa might be the champ you want, but he's the champ everybody needs. Tessa says she would fight him anytime, anywhere. Sammy's camera panned back to show him in the control room. Tessa walked briskly in high heels to find him, but Sammy wasn't there. He flashed on another screen. Sammy won't make it that easy. He will decide the time and the place. Tessa... We'll never see it coming. So that is Impact Wrestling. What are your thoughts on Impact, Dan? And would you go and watch it again? It is something very different. It's something that no other promotion And on that basis, yeah, it is definitely worth a watch. I think with shadow of a doubt, Impact Wrestling is definitely saying, and you can catch it for the UK on your Skybox as well. Uh, it's available there. And, of course, uh, in America. And, of course, you download Impact Plus, which is, I think, £7 a month. And you can get the latest episode of Impact. Unlike the network, the latest episodes of Impact go straight up on Impact Plus as well. And the pay fees, obviously, you have to pay for a little bit more because you won't want to get it in nefarious means. Well, you know, I would definitely never do that. And I'm sure Dan wouldn't. But uh, it was fun watching Impact. But let's get back to tonight and of course it is Wells Collide NXT versus NXT UK and let's just run through the card we're going to change it up a little bit because we're going to add a mass debate Dan can you explain mass debates to all the people maybe listening for the first time we pull it out oh, no sorry <laughs> sorry my bad um, no a mass debate simply we get two subjects we choose one each and we try and kind of prove why our side is the dominant side of the masturbate. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to try and do that as we run through the car. Like I said, the WWE Network's pre-show starts in around 15 minutes on the network. But rather than watching the takeover Blackpool that like we bought you a couple of weeks ago, why don't you listen to the WNR podcast? So we start with a pre-show match. Me in versus Kay Lee Ray. Dan, what are, you, are you excited for this one? Uh, I'm slightly excited for this one. My main point is, why isn't Kay Lee Ray going against Ryan Ripley? I mean, you know, everyone else is kind of like, you know, you've got all the champions of Undisputed Era going against the champions in Imperium, or the champion in Imperium. I think that would kind of make, you know, it's the so-called best of the of each brand, which, you know, kind of Kaylee Ray, does that kind of push her out of the way? Do they see Tony Storm as better than her? Oh, or? I guess she's lucky to be on the card, to be fair, you know what I mean? Even if it is just show. Uh, but it's weird they've not got done champion v champion. But if they had done that, would it be too similar to uh, Survivor Series, like we said, when it was uh, the way it was? So uh be interesting to see kind of what they do. I mean, expecting a pretty uh, easy victory for KD Ray, but it would be, it'd be a surprise to see what they do. Uh, up next is the NXT Cruiserweight Championship Fatal 4-Way match. You've got Angel Garza versus Isaiah Swerve Scott versus Jordan Devlin versus Travis Banks. 
I would love to see Travis Banks getting a victory here. I think he would be absolutely brilliant as cruiserweight champion. I don't know about your thoughts. He is a workhorse of the division. If we see in NXT UK, maybe doesn't get enough credit for everything he does, but it definitely deserves it. Again, I think Jordan Devlin is a dark horse in this match as well, because when you look at what he can do, you know, featured at TakeOver against people like Tyler Bate or Finn Balor, he's always been in a certain spot. Is there much left for him to do in NXT UK apart from winning the championship? If he's not going to do that, you know, maybe Cruiserweight title can help him get to NXT in America, you know? Um, absolutely. But then we'll be waiting for him in NXT in America, kind of like in a couple of months' time, a feud with Finn Balor. And I, th I think that's kind of where he'll peak. I don't know if he will reach the top plateaus of NXT as in being the champion. Maybe a short run with the North American Championship, perhaps. But, um, you know, you can't really see him any higher than that. Teaming up with Finn Balor for the no. Tag Team Championships. But, I mean, the interesting thing about Jordan Devlin is that, you know, if you, if you want to know how good Jordan Devlin is, just ask him. You know, he certainly believes in himself. So there's no doubt in his mind that he is the favourite going into this one. Even when he, he gives interviews and we caught up with NXT UK, you know, this is the kind of attitude that he keeps. Are you um, kind of... Thinking, why isn't the man of the hour? Um, what's his name? Leo Rush. Leo Rush not in it. It's interesting to think why he's not in it. You know, why have they gone Swerve Scott? Is it something because uh, they they wanted Leo Rush to just be happy for a little while, or did they, you know, kind of change it up as well? Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see what happens if if uh, Garza is just a straight retained in this match. Then you probably see a match versus Leo Rush down the line. Is it takeover worthy? Would be a question. Is the cruiserweight title enough to get on the takeover card? I think it is. Yeah. It's uh, you know, it is a valid title. I know it's kind of, <coughs> excuse me. I know it's kind of like the lowest title recognition in the brand, but yeah. it's still. I think you know it needs a kickstart and. I don't know if Angel Garza's kind of bringing that. No. Right. Well, one man who certainly believes he would bring that is Jordan Devlin. Like I said on NXT UK, they had a few words with him. Jordan Devlin, congratulations on successfully qualifying for the Cruiserweight match at Worlds Collide. But you didn't have it all your own way against Ligero. Do you think that performance is going to be enough to take home the title? Razzy, first things first. What are you doing back here? How did you sneak back in? I thought we were ready. I thought we had that fine little thing, Alicia, over here now. Okay, no matter. Uh, here's your headline for tonight. Jordan Devlin wraps up the saddest best of five series of all time. 3-0 against Liguero. Hopefully for the last time. What's next? On to Houston, Texas. Worlds collide. I'm bringing the Cruiserweight title to NXT UK. Why? Because I'm the ace. So the ace definitely believes himself in the Cruiserweight Championship match. And uh, like I said, you'd be hard-pressed to argue against him. But don't sleep sleep on Swerve Scott either. He's kind of gone underneath the radar in NXT. And this match could be one of those that kind of breaks out. You're not expecting much from it, but it does really deliver, you know? Absolutely, yeah. But what we'll do for our next matches is have a mass debate as well. Yeah, I mean, it's time, isn't it? Like we talked about. So first up, I heard you off Finn Balor. What a match this should be between these two men. Uh, Balor saying that uh, Dragunov is uh, a lot like him in a way. And I said that uh, actually, you know, maybe he is just a completely different person. Finn, I heard you've been watching me. You said all those things about me and I think you're right. 
But the one thing you've missed is that I'm driven. I'm driven to beat you. I will throw a thousand strikes that you will feel like the sky is crashing down and the worlds collide. When I beat you, everyone will believe that Ilya Dragunov is not Ivan Balor. I'm on Zeke Bar. I'm invincible. I will not miss. So he's a man who is just so intense as well. So who do you want? Well, actually, I'm going to go. I Juggernauts is over Finn Balor. I'm not going to give you a choice in this one. Okay. Uh, so why is Finn Balor better than I Juggernauts at this point in time? Well, Finn Balor has done everything he needs to do. You know, he was the first ever Universal Champion. Unfortunately, had to hand it back over. He has been an NXT Champion in very aggressive fashion as well. You know, he's he was quite a dominant champion. His Demon King side that we haven't even seen for a while. You know that that is another wild card that f- he throws into the mix. He's he's been someone that's had to been sent down to NXT to kind of liven up the brand, to kind of get more eyes to it, to bring more personality to it. Hence why Finn Balor is the man, the myth, the legend. But you said he's done it all. We've seen it all from Finn Balor. He's been Universal Champion, didn't work out. Been in the Colonel Champion. He's had to go down, back down to NXT where he's already been champion. We've seen the Demon character. With I Juggernaut, you've got so much potential there. Untapped. Just look at a guy who came in and everybody thought, oh, we're not sure who he is. Maybe just in the ripoff from Forza or wherever that was. And he was one of the most dominant kind of forces he's been in NXT. The storyline behind him, like I said, he's going to have to go through two factions, maybe. He's going to have to go through Gallus and Imperium to finally get to Volta. And what a journey that will be in NXT UK this year, you know? Well, that's if he can successfully get past Finn Balor. Or win or lose against Finn Balor. It doesn't matter. I feel like I said, Finn Balor is a veteran at this point. Dragunov is just starting off. There is so much excitement. And once he conquers NXT UK, moves to, to NXT, and we start seeing him feud with people like, you know, Pete Dunne or Matt Riddle. I mean, it'll be fantastic, wouldn't it? You know, so it'll be interesting to see. Whereas Balor, been there, done that. Dragunov is a star for today. If I had to pick up in a roster... Or what match I want to see would be I Dragonoff versus someone or Balor versus someone it would be Dragonoff. Well, you automatically lose this debate just by bringing up the name Matt Riddle. <laughs> you forfeited it by if you have to use Matt Riddle in an argument, the man who was voted the WNR's biggest twat of the year, you lose, James. There is only I need to say no more on Finn okay, Balor. No, okay, I might lose, but you agree with my points though wouldn't you i agree on your points but you still lose the debate i mean you was winning it up until the point you said the words matt riddle but what a fantastic match this should be these two guys should give each other everything like i said the styles might be slightly different but there's no doubt this match should be stealing the show you know absolutely yeah it is um you know finn balor whether you whether i like him or you hate him he is a great talent and he is someone that works in the ring and that is a workhorse you know, he proved it in a very good match where he overcome Jordan Devlin. You know, and proved that Devlin is just a Finn Balor ripoff wannabe. Um, I Dragunov, you know, he's he's still fresh. You know, he's still a loss. Wouldn't hamper him. Yeah, I think that's, that'll be that'll be fair to say, and I think that's probably the way it's going to go here uh, tonight. Uh, on 
WWE backstage, Becky Lynch was on there, and she was kind of talking about the the women's championship and what's next. She said maybe what's best for them to drop the women's and just have it as an equal competitor. Well, weirdly enough, on NXT the next night, they made an announcement that now the NXT women's championship will be just known as the NXT championship. Does that make such a big difference, Dan? Now that it's just called the NXT Championship, will people get confused, or does it make sense? Um, is it slightly confusing, but in the right way? I mean, you know, you, you see that Ray Ripley's going for the NXT Championship, so you think, oh, is it? But, you know, obviously it's the Women's Championship. Um, you know, you're obviously going to know that it's a women's match. So regardless of whether they've got the championship or whether they call it a title, a strap or a belt, you know, it's still going to be the women's championship. Well, I think there's a couple of things to this. I think first off, it's a little bit of a defence from the uh, Tessa Blanchard win because obviously she became world champion. And I think WWE wanted to say something about this. I think secondly in NXT, if you look at the women's championship as a secondary title, I think you're wrong anyway. I think the way the WNR have always done it as well is the NXT women's championship is as important and sometimes more important than the NXT title. And I think it's the same thing with women's. I don't think it's the same as the Intercontinental Championship. Title with its own right. If you want to call it the NXT championship, I've got no problems in that as well. But again, I, I never, I, I don't think we will ever see in WWE a woman winning uh, a men's championship again. And, and if that's, you know, I might be I might be wrong about that, but I can't see, I, I think, intergender wrestling is something that they don't want to do. I think this is a reaction to it. But is it a real reaction? I think it is. Because then people will go, well, they're both the NXT title. They both mean the same thing. So maybe they're just a normal fan, it will, it will work, you know? Okay, well, that is a very valid point. So should we get on to the match? <laughs> that you're kind of deflecting away from? Well, no, I'm just saying, well, from that, we talk about women's wrestling, of course, we've seen it tonight, we've seen history tonight, so it's something that we looked no, at. No, it's not history, it's history. <laughs> well, we've always been big proponents of women's wrestling as treating it as equal as well, especially with the kind of the May Young Classic and everything that we followed to kind of go to now everybody's kind of jumping on the bandwagon to say, well, wait a minute, you know, this is kind of how it's been for us for the past five years or so. Anyway, like you say, NXT Championship on the line. It is Tony Storm versus Rhea Ripley. And Tony Storm had a few words after NXT Blackpool 2. Two. Tony Storm, you were moments away from becoming the NXT UK Women's Champion here tonight. Kaylee Ray took advantage of the triple threat match. She capitalized on your offense and pinned Piper Niven. How are you feeling? How are you supposed to feel? when someone robs you like that. And not just of anything, just, just everything that means everything to you, everything you think about, everything, everything you live for. And they just rob you like that. I understand rules, rules are meant to be broken. I get it, I know that more than anybody, but not when it comes to me. Not when it comes to me. And by this happening, this, this isn't good news for anybody. Well, in two weeks' time at Worlds Collide, you have an opportunity at the NXT Women's Championship when you face Rhea Ripley. With tonight behind you, how do you shift your focus towards Rhea Ripley? This only makes things a hell of a lot worse for Rhea. My headspace is even worse than what it was before. I was just robbed. So now I'm going to rob Rhea. 
Do you know, I think she's a bit whiny in that, to be fair. You know, I don't want to... I like Tony Storm, I think Storm, that but is just the Australian accent, because it always <laughs> sounds whiny. No uh, disrespect to any Australian. I can't believe listening. I lost. And I'm sure we all sound uh, like, um, oh, let's have a cup of tea. Oh, a cup of tea. Oh, good morning. Good afternoon. Hello. <laughs> all right, so Tony Storm, Ray Ripley. I'll go for... No, you chose last one. All time. right, call in. Ray Ripley. You're going to go Ray Oh, you fucking... All right, uh, I'll I go. See, you had a massive list written out of my. I did have a very Ripley. Yeah, of course you can. Oh damn it! No, so we start with Tony Storm, and uh, wow, I tell you, saying, talk about upside, talk about potential, like we did with Dragunov. Tony Storm's got it in abundance already in her young career. May Young Classic winner and NXT Women's Champion in the UK. Sorry, NXT what? NXT champion in NXT looking to go towards, which she will accomplish. Tony Storm will be NXT champion, won't she, in NXT? Maybe. Possibly. Possibly. Uh, Maybe. <laughs> so, the thing is, and then she goes to the main roster, she'll have success. Because she's what Vincent Mann likes as well, with a blonde-haired uh, wrestler. She is super talented. She's had great matches throughout her WWE run. She's worked hard for it around the world. And I think Storm's got definitely more upside. If you talk about potential, Storm marking, you can see her on cups. You can see her on posters. You can see her in little toys, uh, little figures to play with. Uh, you know, you can see lots of stuff like that. Well, James... Tony you Storm. St- <laughs> <laughs> you stay Tony, Tony Storm. And I say the woman who beat her for the NXT UK Championship. Who was that? Ray Ripley. I thought Tony Storm beat Ray Ripley for the NXT UK title. Well, how can she if Tony <laughs> Storm won the Mae Young Classic to win the title? No, she didn't win the title at the Mae Young Classic. Well, whatever happened, yeah, Ray Ripley has already been... See, I've got my Tony Storm script ripped out. I'm just changing names around. <laughs> no, whatever way you look at it, Ray Ripley has been... A UK women's <laughs> champion. She has been NXT yeah. champion as well. You know, it's the next logical step for her. Raw or SmackDown champion. That is it. You know, she is on a path forged by herself. She made the jump up to NXT. Found a place there. Defeated the undefeatable Shayna Baszler. I mean, she stopped a reign more terrible than Hitler's. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I can't. You didn't like, I, the, you didn't I, like the rain. I can't disagree with you. Uh, <laughs> the, the thing is, is that when you look at Storm, though, she's better than Rhea Ripley. Well, if you were looking at head-to-head, Storm's got more personality. Ripley, her face catch is all right, but it's it's not. She's quite bland. She's got a little personality. Where Storm can play all these type of. She can play the hello everybody, and then she can do the kind of arm oh, up Ted. But they are trying something different with Rhea Ripley. She was a heel on NXT UK. She's kind of a bit facey because she had to be facey to defeat a heel champion. You know, going up onto the main roster, I have no doubt that she'll make the better heel than she will a face. You know, and then she can square off against pretty much anyone in a wrestling ring and come out on top. But you like Tony Storm, don't you? I do like Tony Storm. Yeah, you know, she was my pick for the main young classic. And I like Rhea Ripley, so she would call it a draw. We uh, shall go for a time. Because otherwise it would make sense because the other two matches got left as well. Uh, up next, DIY, Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa versus Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. And this is literally a dream match. I have no doubt in my mind that this is the match that tear the roof off the fucking building. Oh, it is yeah. going to be absolutely <laughs> immense. I mean, 
you know, you're going to be worried in the back of your mind, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gagano, can they get on long enough to defeat a common, common enemy? You know, can they... Is, is the friction going to come in? Or is Tommaso Ciampa still just playing his puppet master routine? Is Johnny Gagano really reformed? You know, could you see DIY on the losing side of things and having another kind of like bust up between DIY? Can you, you know, there's so many different outcomes that could all be fun and brilliant to watch. And what is really interesting, and no one was really saying it, what about Tyler Bate? Bate has not been a great winner recently. But look at Trent Seven. Is Trent Seven the weak link? Will Tyler Bate look at someone like DIY, who were a tag team, and they had an absolute hatred for each other, and look at the success they gained from turning to the dark side? Will Bate see that as a springboard? We talk about DIY being together, but how do we know Mustache Mountain will, will be together for that? We know Tyler Bate and Trent Seven, but will Trent Seven think he is the kind of the weak link? And has he got a point to prove tonight? Will Bate finally have enough? The same thing with Gagano and Champa. Can they coexist? And the two teams together, you know what I mean? There's so much story from that. So could we see Tyler Bate and Tommaso Champa teaming up against Trent Seven <laughs> and Johnny Gagano <laughs> down in the future? Do you know what I mean? That's what, and there's a possibility of that, which makes it great storytelling in a way. It is, you know, and this this is why, again, no doubt in my mind that this match will be the the match of the night. Yeah. All right. So now, it's my choice to pick DIY or Mustache Mountain. I need a victory, so I'm going to go DIY. So you tell me why Mustache Mountain are better. Well, they've got vegan power to start off with. I mean, you know, they don't eat meat. That is like a plant-based power. And Trent Seven, he's one of the huskier fellows. DIY don't have a... They just have two skinny men. I mean, what's the point in that? I mean, nothing works if it's two skinny men, James. No, it doesn't. It you doesn't. need a husky fellow mm-hmm. and a big, strong boy. You know, husky fellow that's the loser and a big, strong boy <laughs> that's the winner in life. So you consider one of them a loser, then? You know that Trent Seven is the loser of so, the team. So if anyone's going to eat yeah. the pin... Okay, so, hang on a minute, not to cut you off, but in DIY, who's the loser of the group? Both former NXT... What, former Johnny NXT... Gagano's loser. Gagano's a loser who's had the NXT titles, the uh, North American Championship and the NXT Championship as well. And he's a loser in life. <laughs> he's someone... <laughs> I like to see a winner. He's someone that spits out his dummy, goes and kind of attacks Ali B... When he's not even looking. I mean, you know, he, he bit off more than he can chew with Alistair Black. Gagano delivered the, the, your match of the year against Adam Cole, by the way, last year. That's, that's irregardless, you know. <laughs> but can either of them do the Tyler Bate bounce? No. Can either of them thrust the other upon their shoulder? But without DIY, the story of the last three years of NXT would be non-existent because they've driven it so far. You look at the, the Gagano and Chum, what they've done and the potential they still have, whereas Mustard Samantha have got that weak link. Was was Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gagano chosen to be the first NXT champion? The NXT UK no, champion? Mean, with any NXT champion, were they chosen to be the first NXT champion? I, they, don't, I don't think they was. No, no, but they were put. But Tyler Bate, yeah, he but had that about one person. thrust upon him. That's he just was, one person. Yeah, I'm, I'll get to Trent Seven. Yeah, got to get Trent Seven. Trent Seven, he's a husky fellow. <laughs> I think if you got if you ask Camilla, you're losing. Who was my pick? Yeah, but win. DIY, uh, you got to admit DIY. If it was if it was Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne, different argument. It's not. It's Trent Seven. You've always said with Trent Seven. It's Johnny Gargano to Mustache Jumper as a two as a team. DIY beat Mustache Mountain. You got it. But as a team, 
there is more connection between Mustache Mountain than there is between DIY because of all the friction, because of all the hate. You know, there is still some resentment there. Chomper's only interested in getting Goldie back. Johnny Gagano's only interested in dethroning Chomper once he gets Goldie back. That is both their mind, th what their mindset is. And so Tyler Bate, he hasn't got anything else on his mind but getting the victory yeah, tonight. And, Nor and, has and for how long? For how long must that sprout before that happens? You can't say they're not out. They are friends before partners. Their friendship comes over what their mustache come on is. after spending five years with someone you'd be fucking sick of them <laughs> I, I know i know how you can see that but you know for the sake of for the sake of the podcast we will stick together yeah what do you mean podcast? You know, I'm sorry about... other, all right, all right. but for the podcast we will stick together Don't tell just, them like, that. just like i am the tyler bait to your trent seven <laughs> you know we will stick together for the sake i of think this. i feel oh yeah yeah no diy are better than mustache mountain you gotta admit they're not they are they've accomplished more yeah give me the point otherwise <laughs> we, we can't go on <sighs> You can have a point. There you go. So we are equal heading into the main event. You see how easy this is for us to do. So last match, eight men tag team match. The Unsputed Era, NXT champion Adam Cole, baby. The T-shirt I'm wearing. NXT tag champions Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. And Roderick Strong versus... <laughs> Roderick Strong versus Imperium, NXT UK champion Volta, Alexander Wolfe, Fabian Eichner and Martel Barthel. Are you looking forward to this match? This match it is the best faction, the two best factions in the business going off against each other. You know, it is, I think it is going to trump something that the Shield versus the Wyatt family could offer. Fuck off. Really? Wow, I'm surprised by that. This is, you know, it has got, the NXT is represented by, you know, the NXT champion, NXT tag team champions. Which, you know, Adam Cole, despite me thinking he's a dick, I think he has had, you know, the best matches and he has had one of the best years in NXT for a long while. The tag teams, you know, I, I find Kyle O'Reilly very, very entertaining. Bobby Fish, I just like saying his name, Bobby Fish. And Roderick Strong, you know, former North American champion. He's, you know, he's someone that was coming up short all the time until he took, part in the Undisputed Era team and you know he's kind of flourished under them you know he's kind of reinvented himself reinvigorated himself and you know that is strong and I'm not even <laughs> debating about any <laughs> of no, it no you're not are you <laughs> so you just uh, go through so you would pick Undisputed Era over Imperium then yes because really? I think with Imperium you kind of got Volta whose chops are heard around the world every time he delivers and, and also, you've got, you know, Fabian Knight and Marcel Barthel there. Just t you talk about potential, talk about, um, you know, un un untapped uh, gold there in this tag team that can be. Alexander Wolf, a veteran, of course, of it as well. I think Volta is better than, I mean, mo all the members. It was, it's, a, it's a toss up between him and Adam Cole, I would say. I think when you look at. Who would you rather have as a tag team? The Unspeakable Era is great, but I think a tag team, you know what I feel about tag teams, I think Imperium have it over Unspeakable Era. So I think it would be interesting matchup. And then you're going to Alexander Wolf versus um, Roderick Strong, and both men have a point to prove. But I think Wolf with Sanity maybe has got the experience to go through there. Again, it will be a huge.
know, a huge matchup. But I think the unity of the Undisputed Era trumps that of Imperium. I think, you know, with the confidence that must be going through, you know, despite losing his championship, even Roderick Strong, you know, the confidence going through Adam Cole, he feels invincible. And, you know, you kind of get that. It's it's kind yes. of like an aura that's given off throughout the whole team. Of course, and he feels invincible. Volta is invincible. I mean, who has actually beaten him? Apart from that Survivor Series, whatever that was, that will never happen again. And tonight, I just can't see him being knocked over by the Undisputed Era. But he doesn't have to be, James. Wolf, Eichner, or Barthel could all eat the pin. Wow. You know, and you've seen what devastation the last shot done to Volta. You know, you, you take out Wolf, he won't be much to take out. You know, he's a psycho, but once you've hit him with a few hard shots, he's down for a while. High-low on Eichner and Barfell, they're done. A few backbreakers on Volta, followed by the high-low, followed by the last shot. No man's getting up from that. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Uh, well, you know, it, it's going to be... I, who's better? I might go for you then if it's Undisputed Era. So I just stop quickly because we've just had the network uh, on and I suppose with the lights and where the commentary team is, it just looks so amateurish at this moment in time as it's going to be me and Kaylee Ray. Uh, and of course, uh, we'll do predictions for this one on the main show, which will come out on Wednesday. We'll get on schedule in a bit. Let's just go back to the main event quickly. This should be an awesome match. I expect it to go about 45 minutes long, though. It is going to be uh, a long one, yes. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. That's what she, yeah, I, I feel it is, you know, and I think maybe the Undisputed Era. Do beat out Imperium at the moment just because of more experience in the goals. So I think you win the point of the mass debates. As for each way it could go, though, what are you expecting from tonight's uh, show and what are you expecting from uh, Wells Collide? Um, I would like a surprise. <clears throat> you know, I would like someone, Keith Lee, to come in and say, look, why haven't I been thought of and pounce someone, you know, as they're on their way to the ring and take their place in a match or, you know, do something outlandish to try and put his stomp on things you know um i would like to see a couple of very good matches you know the ear dragon of match looks great ray ripley tony storm we know them two women can deliver a mustache mountain that again it's a match that you can only dream of seeing uh and the eight-man tag team match i think it has been set up perfectly you know throughout the the creation of imperium to undisputed era kind of debuting way back when yeah and you know just this coming together it's like it's been made over a few years well let's hope nxt uk can bring the fight here tonight let's not have an nxt clean sweep uh you know let's hope for that let's hope the show delivers and it shows people maybe who weren't excited for it it's something to definitely catch there's talent involved that can make this work you know and you know it's still it's on the network like we say it's it's 9.99 a month and, and it's it's worthwhile to watch Wells Clyde and Royal Rumble, even if you just do the free troll. You know, that's completely up to you. Uh, and the thing is, with the Domino podcast, it's free anyway. So that's the beauty of it. And uh, before we leave you, of course, just say thank you for everybody who listened. Of course, we'll be live tomorrow as well. Let's just run through the schedule. Because like I said, we've got a lot of schedule, a lot of stuff coming up. And uh, we start off with the Domino 270 the Rumble event, which will be the 1st of February. That'll be next Sunday. And of course, Wells Clyde event will be Wednesday. Yep, after that, we've got 8th of February, we've got the Nigel McGuinness special, and I'm going to speak in my Nigel McGuinness voice all the way throughout this. It's going to be exciting. It is the man, the myth, the legend, 
McGuinness. Yes, and the 15th February, we've got NXT update, of course, leading up to the next takeover. 16th of February, we've got NXT takeover live pre-show kickoff event. Yeah, we'll be live again for that one. And the 22nd of February will be the takeover event. And, of course, with predictions, Dan needs to fight back. I do indeed, yes. And the 1st of March, AW Revolution. Switch with Mag. Yes, because Magnificent Seven is actually going to be the 1st of March now. Uh-huh. And the March 8th is going to be AEW Revolution because, of course, that's on a Saturday. So we have to do something else about that. Okay, well, the March 15th is the Elimination Chamber. March 22nd is Dan's mystery WrestleMania he does every year. What was it? I've done 20 and 30. Yeah, so we'll see what you do. It's well, not going to be 10. No, isn't it? No. Uh, March 29th, NXT update. Yes, and uh, of course then we'll have WrestleMania, our live weekend. But of course our next episode, let's not get too carried away with Mania. And our next episode is uh, live tomorrow night, Sunday, 9pm. It's the Royal Rumble 2020 live kickoff. Arguably the greatest Rumble, uh, greatest event or most exciting event of the year. And of course is a big milestone tomorrow as well. It is indeed, yes. It is a five-time, 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 five-time of bringing you the Royal Rumble. Wow. I cannot believe it is our fifth Royal Rumble. Just quick, in the Rumble winners since 2016. Um, 2016, it was Triple H. 2017, it was... Hmm. <laughs> oh, hmm. God. Was it... Um, hmm. <laughs> it wasn't Drew McIntyre. <laughs> no. It wasn't Robbie Roode. No, was it Ra- Ran? I'm Randy sorry, everybody. That's all the time we got for. <laughs> Randy Orton gone. Uh, Nakamura and Seth freaking Rollins. And who do you think? It's going to be a Right, we'll find out tomorrow on the Rumble. That is it. Thank you, everybody, for listening to us. I feel like we get crazier as <laughs> the more shows we do. We'll see what happens, though. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at WWNetworkReview or... At Vince McDan, WWE. I'm at John Score Rollins. Of course, all the Google platforms. Send us an email at podcast at gmail.com. And, of course, you do that for your shout-outs. Thank you very much for that. Instagram is podcast. Well, yes, Facebook. Come and find our page and give us a like with a WNR podcast. And come and find me and add me as a friend. I am Vince McDan. Of course, follow us on Google. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, even. I'll get there soon. The WNR podcast. You've got all the latest clips on there. Podcasts at the same time on YouTube. Other places like SoundCloud. On your phone. We're on Spreaker Radio, where we're live tomorrow night, and of course live tonight. Stitch Radio and iTunes, where you can um, download, subscribe, rate, and review. Review there. There. Yeah. Uh, so that is it. Like I say, we'll do it all over again, 9 p.m. tomorrow. But until then, we get ready for Wells Collide. Let's have a great show, everybody. Uh, I've enjoyed the live show tonight. It's been fantastic. Thanks for listening, everybody. I have been James Rollins, and as always, I was joined by... Dan White. Cheers, everybody. Thanks. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Yeah, laters. Bye-bye now.